Hello and welcome to the Stables Podcast. This is episode 25, our Super Bowl catch-up. After this episode, this will be the end of the first series. And continuing on, we're going to be releasing series once a week. It's going to be 11 episodes uh, throughout the week. And you're going to be able to listen to either all of them at once or one individually. If you've got any ideas or any people you want us to interview or speak to, please drop a comment or send us a message to any of our social medias. Um, how's everyone doing? Obviously, we spoke a little bit before, but um, the Super Bowl's just gone. Who managed to watch it? Who's who, what's everyone's opinions on it? Yeah, I stayed up to watch it. It was um, as a Kansas City fan, it was torture. It was um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember saying before the Super Bowl how Kansas City were. Yeah, I, I remember saying borderline unstoppable. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't be more wrong on anything in my life. No, uh, I, I think I'll, I'll disagree with you on that point. If you look at it from like talent perspective, you saw Pat Mahomes run around, and some of the like, you're like, how's the ball got thrown? Like, there's a meme I saw of him getting hit by six guys and him throwing the ball. The guy's got no one stood around him, and it hits him in the helmet. Yeah, it's like literally the entire game. He would make a play out of nothing. There was one where he like dived in the air, threw it, and it hit the guy in the helmet. And it's like that's a touchdown. Yeah, it was, it was so tough to watch, especially like the offensive line. It, I knew it was going to be an issue. Yeah, I didn't think it would be that much. Like it was. If we had, I mean, this is hypothetical now, but if we had our starting line, for instance, Schwartz, <laughs> it may have been different. Yeah, but I don't. Who's missing? I don't. So we were missing Schwartz. Oh. Um, our star left tackle as well, Fisher, he'd torn his Achilles. So we didn't have both our star- starting tackles and our uh, guard uh, opted out before the season. So like we were kind of at a disadvantage before the season, but I didn't think it would have made that much of a difference just because I thought Pat Mahomes, like you, you see him run around because the pocket collapsed instantly. It was just a shame that he couldn't, well... He did as best as he could, and it is, I'll be honest, he did everything he could to try and make the play happen. It was just a case of some of the people couldn't catch it. Well, it was... Another thing as well I saw as an analysis on it was that the Buccaneers would double Tyreek Hill and um, leave Travis Kelsey open under the middle because mm-hmm. their thinking was they can throw it under all day, but they're not going to throw it deep on us. And you could see when Pat Mahomes tried to throw it deep, there was just nothing there because they had three safeties at the back. It worked. And I, I was about to say, like the way they played Tyreek Hill out on that game was it was so good because they, as you say, double covered him and made sure that they could never give away the chunk plays. And the way that Kansas City like to work is by building up those chunk plays to demoralise the opposition. Buccaneers weren't allowing it, and 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 that was really really well fought out. And yeah, they could give Travis Kelsey the uh, the middle underneath. But even then, I think because you've got the likes of Devin White, you're not really, <laughs> yeah. you haven't really got much of a chance with Travis Kelsey either. So two of his biggest weapons were tied up and he had to rely on other other members of the team to try and throw it to. And they just weren't doing it for you. And, and that's a, just, I feel quite, quite, quite upset for it, for Kansas City, to be honest. But I think the Bucks played extremely well. Yeah, I think the, I can't get mad at Tom Brady, you know, like the, if it was any other team, I'd be more upset, but because it's Tom Brady and he's 43 and it's his 10th Super Bowl, 
it's like, okay, fair enough. He's got that. He's got the seventh Super Bowl now. You know, fair enough. Well played to him. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I see two parts from it. You got if you're looking at it from going forward for football, Kansas City Chiefs, you've got your you've literally won a Super Bowl last year. You've had to deal with COVID and your st- your team is still in the middle of the Super Bowl, best prepared, but then your weakest point in your team, everyone is injured. Oh. The game of the season, the weakest point on your on your whole roster is the thing that gets hit. Then, if you look at it for the Super Bowl, it's quite easy to play Kansas if you're behind, if you're ahead, because you would just bracket um, Tyreek Hill, and then you would just bracket Kelsey. But then, if you look at it for Buccaneers, it was very easy for them to sort of uh, deal with Kelsey because obviously they're playing a scheme where they've got two inside guys. Where it's like, well, if he goes right, he's yours. If he goes left, he's mine. So you've got two guys that are fresh get to deal with one guy who's a big body he's a big target it's going to take you like he if you watch the wired on the super bowl you could see like he didn't like catching a ball and having to run 30 yards travis kelsey because he's a big target and he kept taking a lot of hits so many hits he took and just to say go on more about that the yeah both middle linebackers they had were devin white and levante david it's like <laughs> yeah 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 yep. <laughs> okay, <fair> <laughs> All, all pros, pro bowlers, you know, yep. they're top yep. tier. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, and then the one thing that they said in the game was that every person that's played Travis Kelsey lets him run up to them and, like, like push off. Yeah. All throughout the game, it's like Travis Kelsey doesn't get any time to push off because, obviously, circumstances are, if you're... If you're a team that gets to prepare for someone for a week, you do get to like go over the things a little bit better than you would game planning like week to week to week. Yeah. And I think I link I think if you another point like obviously I've shouted shout for Kansas City now shout for Tampa. If you're gonna give one QB one week to prepare to play someone once, Tom Brady's the guy that will get you to win all day oh. every day of the week. Nine out of ten times he would get that. Yeah. Like then when he was at the then, Patriots, I remember the first um, proper playoff game I watched was the Chargers New England, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, the Chargers were a great team back then, and they had like Melvin Gordon in his prime." Yeah. Like, wow, you know, can't wait, and they just got dismantled just because yeah. you give Tom Brady a week. It's just yeah. It's the same way as um, Andy Reid, <laughs> where him coming off a bye, it's yeah. disgusting. I think he's lost two games most. Yeah. Yeah, and then you go the opposite part is um, Tom Brady hasn't had to play Pat Mahomes three times. Yeah. So obviously, if he had, to, if he stayed in the AFC, he would have had to play him three times. And if you look look at it now, for Tom's body, it makes a lot of sense to only have to play him at the last game of the season. <laughs> yeah, where you're most comfortable. So it's a bit of it's. It, it was a really good game. I think it's a good perspective, but it is definitely coming to this point now where we're changing from the NFL of old to the NFL with new. Yeah. And let's be honest, we all know why and where that started happening when Houston Texans decided to cut JJ Watt. Oh, that is a shame, right there. Yeah. I've res- I've resounded my um, fansmanship or whatever you'd want to say of being a Houston Texans fan. Yeah, I don't blame you, to be honest. The fact that, here was a thing I was that's interesting on that as well, is they chose to release him, not trade him, which mm-hmm. 
like I, I was, I, I heard a Pat McAfee thing on it, so it's not that reliable. But he was just saying like it's easier just to release him than spend yes. weeks and weeks trying to get the trade and money and everything like that. But yeah, still, you know, you haven't got a first round pick, and it's, JJ, what to trade? Like it's, it's all of it. It's that I'll go. Let's go general manager perspective now. Okay, so you. If you're going into the year, you've been doing consistently well. Bill O'Brien, he is an offensive coordinator. He can scheme plays correctly. But the problem is, he's a, probably a better coach to someone like Tom Brady or something because he can he is he could do Tom Brady like things if he was coaching as a QB, but he can't he can't do Deshaun Watson type things and he's never been able to do that in his life. So if you're coaching someone at the position, it's like I don't have the information or knowledge to know how to coaching properly so what do you then do if you understand that you go right let's go trade the best player that we got right you've lost then you've lost Deshaun Watson you've then lost JJ Watt you've then lost the Houston fan base what do you then do you then trade for someone that isn't very is well we then pay over the premium for a left tackle Mm -hmm. and then for another player that we then don't keep granted throughout the year he was a valuable player and he was a valuable asset but look at what we've just done there. We've sold the house for peanuts. And then two of the peanuts that we got, well, we decided one of them, we don't need it anymore. <laughs> yes. Um... Then you then have the conversation with Deshaun Watson to say, right, we're going to hire a new GM. We're going to hire a new head coach. The best GM person that you sign, you get Nick Casero, because we tried to get him a year before. Head coaching position, okay. Eric Binyemi probably is the choice. Yes. Or some of the more offensive-minded, younger-based guys. No, we get someone that is basically meant to deal with the fire sale as we destroy the team from within, like a stock cap head coach, and then we'll just do a new rehire in two, three years, but the team will look completely different. It reminds me of when the Jets hired Adam Gase. Yeah, just, yeah. Know, this next season for you is going to be a tough one, and if you get a top five pick out of it, then you'll fire everyone, get a new head coach, get a new GM, and it will be great. But this this season ahead of you, like the twenty one to twenty two season, is going to be rough. Yeah. yeah, I think as you say, like you're trying to clear house, but the way they've done it is an extremely poor way of doing it. That premium they put on Laramie Tunsil, don't get me wrong, he's played okay. He's like, been worth the money, but he's one person and yeah. he doesn't give you points. No. And it just it seemed to me that I don't know what Bill O'Brien was thinking when he when he made some of the decisions he made. I think he got cranky and wanted to get out. Yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna mess up the uh the, the Texans on his way out. <laughs> he's trying to get himself sacked. Oh dear, and it's 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 terrible to think about it. But it is if you're in that position and you're like it's not working, and then you're like I I can't do it. But what what I think what got gets me about it is that we're going into this sort of NBA world of player control, where yeah, Deshaun Watson. Okay, leading up to him signing the contract, good. I, I'm going to just say it this way because if we're looking at it from a business perspective. Good asset, well well paid. He's cheap for us at the moment. We haven't got to pay him a new contract. He's performing well. Everything's great. He then says he wants us to pledge allegiance to the team. Okay, he signs a new contract. 
what's the first decision we make once he signed that new contract? Get rid of the one player that's keeping him comfortable. <laughs> yeah. You, you see it in English football when people turn around and say, no, I'm not playing. What do you expect him to do? What do you expect him to feel? Like, he went to school with DeAndre Hopkins. They're both from Clemson. They both have played together. They put, they put up amazing numbers and then you just go, no, mate, sorry. I've got to go. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, though, what is even worse is the fact that JJ Watt has been like the heart and soul of that defense yeah. for so many years. Yeah. Like, it's not just he had one good season. He had three unbelievable seasons. Yeah. But then... And he's done so much for the, the local people and yeah. Texas sta- uh, the Texas as a state. The charity, all of yeah. it. The whole Walter Payton, Walter Payton Man of the Year. You got all of that. Yeah. Oh, it is a shame to see because I do like the Texans, but... Um... We're doing an Arsenal moment. We are. Yeah. We've just signed, we've just moved to the Emirates Stadium, and we've realised we can't afford it for the next few years, so we're going to have to pump out junk. <laughs> yeah, have like Nicholas Bentner up front. Yeah, we're gonna we're going to <laughs> like okay. If we if you say we haven't, didn't we have one year when we had four, five QBs <laughs> or six or yeah. something? I can't remember. We had the most amount of QBs possible in a year, and DeAndre Hopkins still put up Pro Bowl numbers. <laughs> it's crazy. It's Arsenal. I'm telling you, it's Arsenal. That's the kind of stuff you hear about when we was in our lowest point and we had Cesc Fabregas playing centre midfield with someone who's not even in the first team for whoever he was sent on loan. Cesc Fabregas is putting in a 10 out of 10 performance. The other guy's put on his... He's not even put on his socks and shin pads. (laughs) It's it's kind of what we've got going on at the moment. It's just... It's tough. But... Yeah, but I don't know where I don't know where we go. I don't know what we'd offer. Denver, isn't it? John Watson. Yeah, he's gone to Denver. Oh, he has. Has he? I don't. Know. I don't think so. I think no. what it, what the plan is they're they're having discussions about contracts at the moment. Mm-hmm. But I I just could you could you see him in Denver? No. Honestly, I couldn't see. Look, this is the crazy thing about the Sean Watson is I want him to stay at the Texans because he's obviously been drafted by them and he's grown up with them. Mm-hmm. Also, I wouldn't like to see them at the Broncos because they'd have to pay the Chiefs twice a year. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, well, it's not great as a Chiefs fan that I want to play the Sean Watson twice because he's a great. Yeah. yeah, I think what he'd want. I think why why does the, I'm going to look at just look at scenarios. Why does the Jets look like a good spot because it's a nice, easy division if you look at it. The Buffalo Bills, it's okay, you're going to compete with them, but they don't exactly seem like a team that's like, oh my God, this is going to be a scary game. Like, you know, they're good and you know they're up and coming, but it's not like, oh my God, I've got Man United away. <laughs> it's, it's not, yeah. it's, it's not like, oh, oh, mm, I'm, I'm a bit scared of Buffalo. It's, it's like Deshaun Watson's got more talent in his finger than Josh Allen has. I think so. And, yeah, so it's it's a bit one of those. Why would you go to San Francisco? It's a bit like the LeBron James going down to Miami because there's all of his mates are there, and you know where that's all the money is. So I get that. Um, NFC, uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you've 
because you've gone from Cam Newton to Teddy Bridgewater to Deshaun Watson. Okay, I understand the sort of profile we want there. The running back as well, so McCaffrey yeah, as well. Yeah, I understand, I understand that. I get that sort of image you got going on there. I, I think you know what kind of QB you want as a, as a franchise and what sort of your idea it is. Um, who else? The chart? No, there's no one AFC-wise. I'm trying to think. Uh, NFC, the Vikings. I've had the Vikings have thought about oh, it. That would be a great move. I dislike Kirk Cousins quite a lot. I think he's a fool. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kirk, Cousins, Kirk Cousins. He, yeah, he Kirk holds Cousins. just a good enough level to get that contract at the Vikings, but then hasn't proved his worth. Which is no, no. Um, who else? New England. Yeah, you go to New England, but then how many more years before Sir Alex Ferguson picks up and leaves? <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong there. <laughs> and then, and then you're like, oh, nice. Man United isn't Man United. <laughs> it's the same thing as they're talking about the Patriots, and they're talking about it. Say, what's the Patriot way? They're all talking about: is it Bill Belichick or is it Tom Brady? And then you hear stories of Ryan Jensen from the Buccaneers. First phone call he has of him, it's like, right, I know you're a new centre, but what I need you to do is stuff a towel down your pants <laughs> and fill it up with talcum powder. Don't ask any questions. Don't argue. Just do as I say. <laughs> I think you know who the Patriot way is. <laughs> it, in, in, the, in the Super Bowl Wired, Tom Brady comes up to the receivers. He goes up to the line. He's like, can you hear me okay? I'm just going normal pace. da 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 Second quarter, after how the game starts to take a blip, he said, you're right, guys, we're going to get cover one, cover two, we're going to get press inside release, make sure you do right, we're going to have some tough catches. I think, again, as I'm saying it, you kind of know who the Patriot way is. So, it's uh, if if I was to... Like, if I was to think of me in a, what I'd like right now, I'd like JJ Watt to do the right thing and sign the cheap deal and go to Tampa Bay and go get a ring and get it right. Yeah. Because you got if you you you've seen JJ Watt play throughout his career and you've seen him when he plays really well, you give him Tom Brady and you give him Shaq Barrett, you give him Devin White, you give him Levante David. It's like, yeah, I think I'd be all right, guys. I ain't got to, I ain't got to force the plays all the time because obviously some of you lot can clean up after me. I think that's I think that's that case. Um, but I don't I don't know where Deshaun Watson would go. Because I don't think all of the situations kind of fit him. I don't think it's the NBA where you could go to Miami and be like, oh, yeah, because the city's okay and all of this, this and this. There's a little bit more to it in the NFL because Buffalo's a good place to start to sign to with the setup and everything, but the weather and the acclimation's terrible. Oh, yeah, imagine um, going from hot Texan weather to then ice cold. Yeah, so you got to think about it. It's, it's, I don't think... I, I think I think what's really ma- making it difficult for Deshaun is that we can't, we essentially can't pick anyone this year. We've got some cap money, but the problem is, is we're not a good sell at the moment. No, yeah, I, I would say you're one of the most unappealing at the moment. Just because, yeah, uh, if you were to sign a big player, right? If you were to go get, yeah, you know, um, let's just say Levante David, right? I know someone like that, yeah, but like a big defensive player. Uh, yeah, he wouldn't go to Texans. I don't think. He might. No. No. Let's talk about Shaq Barrett. Um, yeah. here in the free market, uh, mm. he potentially could go to Texans. Like he could. 
But there's also I saw a couple of rumours because obviously I follow the Jags that they might be yeah. going to, we might get a nice contract at the Jags as well. Yeah. Um, but then yeah, yeah, I think I'm obviously very happy to Sean Watson's leaving the AFC South uh, as a Jags fan with Trevor Lawrence coming in um, and with Urban Meyer and so on. But I just think it's an absolute shame that he's been treated the way he has and the way that he's been he's been put out the way it's just terrible. I can't. I just don't, and as you say, I don't see very good fits in a lot of other teams. Um, yeah, I'm, but, I'm trying to think. I'm still trying to think of other teams that make total sense. I mean, San, I San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah, but again, it's just like Miami. You'll go there, you'll have a good three years, and then you'll realize, oh, I've got to start all over again. Mm-hmm. And like, or you do what, or you do what Tom Brady did, and you basically you sit there, you graft. You bring it to you. You make everyone come to you if necessary. Or you do it the humble, civil way, Larry Fitzgerald, <laughs> and you just get on with your career. But this is the part that I don't think... I think with Deshaun Watson, that I'm... I don't know. I think it more... It's like... It's like... I'm not upset, but it's like... I don't think you're looking at the deal the right way. So you've had a few good years, Deshaun. Great. You then bigged up and wanted your contract. You've got your contract. Yeah, a few things have gone wrong, but you're like, right. Everyone's got to listen to me now. And it's like, Deshaun Watson, there is how many different people are employed by the NFL? (laughs) Like, you cannot tell us that you're going to be that important for your opinion because you could go out there, the the other team could decide, right, guys, free play. We're not going to block anyone on the receivers. We're just going to send nine at Deshaun Watson and snap him in half. (laughs) Snap him in half. Well, okay, Deshaun, what are you going to tell us when you sat on the injury list? It's not. He hasn't got that same appeal that you see from Cristiano Ronaldo when he's injured and he's screaming on the sidelines and everyone's listening to him. Yeah. He's not got that coaching. He's not done enough. I'm not saying he can't, he can't do it, but he hasn't got enough of a. He's 25. He's not 32. He's not 31. He's not. He's still figuring out who he see, is. That's what I was gonna go on about is how he's. Yeah. And he's got at least I would say 10 years if he. Can, yeah. He's got 10 years left in the league. Yeah. So I, I, I'm not too I'm, I'm a bit I'm not too sure what to really say for him. But then there's the other point. You've got obviously you've got JJ Watt's been cut. There's talks of Ron Miller getting cut yeah. because he's a twenty million dollar deal. Um, so it's I think we get into the league perspective where you're getting you're seeing salary cap become more and more important. Like I think if you look at it from what happened with the Patriots and they got everyone on team-friendly deals, look how much easier it was for them to win titles yeah. because everyone bought in. Because it's 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 something I'm realising is when you've got it with coaches and they know how to win and they know how to recruit and they know how to do it right. Like if you're Deshaun Watson and you're upset with the hiring on the GM, which was the New England Patriots GM, who had in his contract, like if you're to try and sign him from us as the Patriots you have to give us two first-round picks. And that's your player recruitment. You've then signed him and you know, well, he's got a resume that clearly knows what he's doing. It doesn't matter if it's about Bill Belichick or Tom Brady. He, he's been able to get it done. And you know that he's got definitely got a good phone book of people in order to get things right. I just think Deshaun Watson's kind of like throwing his toys out the pram a bit and he needs to let everyone kind of do their job for a minute. Like they need to figure out what they're doing, but that is the, that being said, we don't even know who's steering the ship. 
Yeah. That's, that's part of the problem, isn't it? That's part of the problem. And I will say that past why I'm kind of like putting the being a Houston Texan fan on pause because we don't I don't know who's running the shit. Who, who, who are you going to support instead? Yeah, that's another point. You're <laughs> going to support instead. It's um, who what was another another point they said on JJ Watman? He got cut when they released him. They said they want him to sign a contract somewhere, win win well for his career, and when he's finished, he'll come back and be welcomed as a champion. And it's like, oh, it's a really really passive answer. If you're like, thank you for all the time you've come here, but we know we're not good. But when you're when you've done better than us, come back and we'll welcome you. Mm. What if I don't want to come back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's starting to forget about these things. It's like no one says that. Like, what if you done? Yeah, I just don't get. I don't. I don't understand that. Uh, yeah. What else? Who else is there to talk about? We got. Um... Did you see Trevor Lawrence's pro day? Oh my god! I did. Yeah. <laughs> He's grown man. He's been, he's been he's been put in this machine since he was twelve. It's clear to see that the money's been. I remember him in QB one. Yeah, yeah, a long time ago that now. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. I, I mean, yeah. I assume he's going to go to the Jags. Let's all assume he's going to go. He's not going to go. He's, he's he, he, his one is like um, the Andrew Luck. If Trevor Lawrence doesn't go number one, it 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 really messes up all of the money that Nike put into the Elite 11 and all of that setup. Yeah. Because if you look at, even if you look at it with Tua, how hard were they trying to push for Tua to go number one? Because he'd won the camp. He'd won the, he won all, he won the tournaments. He'd won, he, so Tua won the national championship as a freshman. Then he went the next year and they won it again, but then he got injured in his hip. So then obviously you can't, put Tua as number one because he's got injured but then you've got Joe Burrow who well he's the same kind of thing he fits all of what your narrative is so you kind of push him but really you really wanted Tua because you've been pumping Tua through the system since he was 12. Joe Burrow he had to leave school he was playing with two of the two of the (laughs) two of the QBs which are now preparing for the NFL (laughs) or have been in the NFL or have it or whatever but it's it's like it's showing that part. And if you got this year, you have to have Trevor Lawrence as number one because everyone has seen him win it. Yeah. Justin Fields, okay, we've seen him play. We've seen him move from Georgia to to um, a higher state, but he didn't no. win it. Trevor Lawrence has. So it's like, it, it's, it's annoying sort of conversation when you know that really they're trying to fix these people into these positions because it helps, like set up narratives for him. If you look at it for Urban Meyer, ex-NCAA coach, he's won all these titles. He's now gone to Jacksonville, which is in a nice state for him. And who's he got? He's got Trevor Lawrence. It's like, of course, he'd come, like coming out of retirement to come coach. And who's the who's the team he goes to? The team that's got the best player that you could possibly get. Well, I saw a really interesting like uh, betting statistic and, um, yeah. Trevor Lawrence to throw more interceptions than touchdowns is a thousand to one. It's like wow. a thousand. To, so if I were to put one pound on it and he just gets, you know, has a stinker, like turns into a Ryan Leaf or something. Nice. Yeah. I'm now I've got a thousand quid off it. But that, yeah. the betting uh, people are on how well he's going to do. Is yeah. A thousand to one that he's not going to, where he's going to throw more touchdowns than interceptions. Yeah. 
See, I'm now now you said that it's got me thinking of like what we're gonna see at the pros with him. And I feel like we're gonna see a more polished Andrew Luck. I hope so, yeah. Like, yeah, I, like I think really, so. when I think yeah, like polished is in like his mechanics and like when you hear Andrew Luck, he's like he's a he's a trier, but he tries too hard on a lot of stuff. And you know when like he's been injured and he's tried to go back in and it's like Andrew, you're done. <laughs> no, I wanna go back in, Andrew, you're done. You've thrown six picks, and <laughs> like you're not there. No, I'll go back in, Andrew. Like, <laughs> like, I still want to try the game. The, the whistle's still blowing. Come on, coach. I can still do it. Like, Andrew, stop. <laughs> like, just stop playing, please. Because you, you, I know that you're trying, but you're a bit like James Winston. You, you, you throw the ball those times, but then you don't even realise that the. the one throw you needed to pay attention to is the one that you threw the interceptions. <laughs> and then it's trying to understand and get, teach to these people. That's that idea. But with Trevor Lawrence, it's pretty much, I've been put in this machine. I'm a robot. You tell me what you need from me and I'm going to do it. He doesn't exactly, like, if you look at his personality, um, how many commercials do you reckon he's going to do this year? Or, here's a new bet, how many years is, is it going to take before he has to cut his hair and have a new, um, like, wardrobe? Oh, that's a good one, to be fair. Yeah. But... How many years yeah. before some PR team says, Trevor, mate, listen, it's the 21st century. <laughs> hey, Trev, come on, mate. <laughs> we understand. We love it. But you're not Troy Polamalu, Okay. <laughs> You're not <laughs> your hair. Yes, your hair can sell, but unless you're going to go into the head and shoulders industry and sell shampoo, oh, you're a tough sell, man. Yeah. You're a tough. <laughs> I would, Hi, um... my name's Trevor. <laughs> I've got long hair. Um, it's a bit. Like... <laughs> yeah. What's he got? What else does he have? What I don't know. What his. Uh, I don't know what his personality is, but I need a bit. I need. He needs to start vlogging or go on TikTok. Yeah. Or <laughs> We need to see the real Trevor soon because, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you're not wrong though. We haven't seen the real Trevor. Uh, no. All you would say is you've no. just seen the PR Trevor every time he's in an interview. Yeah. Go, like, oh, yeah, you know, the team played great, great. I have a good. We kept the turnovers to a minimum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like he's got like on it. He's got a piece of paper, and it's just like ten key words. It's just like you gotta try and see if like the media company will slip you a tenner every time you say one of those words, like adversity. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, like you get like that, and then you get the opposite. Like it's quite a funny thing for preparing people for the NFL. You get two ways. You get the Trevor Lawrence, who's an absolute piece of cardboard, or you got Johnny Manziel, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Like, yeah. Speaking of Johnny Manziel, do you see his highlights from yesterday? I think it was yesterday. He's playing in um a different NFL. Well, it's not NFL league. Uh, he's playing in another league. Okay. Um, yeah, I just started following them. It's crazy. I I just woke up this morning to see that he's playing football again, and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing is like you can't. He's. It doesn't seem like Trevor Lawrence is suddenly going to like cut his hair, get a bunch of tattoos. And then turn into Baker Mayfield, does it? It seems like he's going to be a very passive, like yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I think, I don't know how. I think he's probably going to have a better career than people think if he keeps his mind in that way. Oh, then he needs to be all outspoken and da, 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 like, do you know what I mean? Mm. 
So this, the new football league that Manziel's part of is called the Fan Controlled Football League. Yeah. And I, I thought he had a good game. Okay. Apparently through yeah. one pass <laughs> or completed one pass. <laughs> so ignore everything I just said. <laughs> no, but I did see something about him. Oh, it's not about going back to the NFL. Johnny, you're playing football. It's always about going back to the NFL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you was in the NFL. You was one of the best players to, to be like hyped up and go there. But you just got... I don't know. This kind of sums it up right here. The Heisman Trophy winner party boy at now 28. <laughs> it's not. Oh my God. You're not young anymore, mate. <laughs> Party boy, yeah. former LFL. Oh my god! Yeah, that that's pretty much sums up Johnny Manziel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you must have seen that picture when he was at um, Cleveland when he wore a disguise out at the club. Yes, it's just like. But it's it's all of it. As I said, we all t- we touched on Johnny Manziel. Yeah. Johnny Manziel is like the, the NFL is not the NFL if you don't get someone like him. Mm. Like um, one of my favorites is um, Akeem Talib. Yes. So he's oh, this guy is hilarious, right? So he's I don't know, I think it was in college. He'd been done for he's he's a delinquent, absolute delinquent person in terms of what he gets up to, right? They just won a game, went to the club, got shot in the leg. For sake. <laughs> got shot. But you gotta remember, this is at the point where Akeem Talib is the number one corner. To the team, that like he is, like, he's he's your he's like your best player. So it's like going out. It's like going out as like Man United, and then suddenly like Mason Greenwood just gets shot in the leg. Like mate, what are you doing? We need you tomorrow. Oh, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So he got taken in. He got bandaged his up. Just when you're like, coach, I've been shot. I'll be ready to go. <laughs> So yeah, that's crazy. Man. I mean, then you hear that, you hear all stuff like that. What's the next team that says, "Yeah, we'll take you"? The New England Patriots sign a key to lead to a one-year deal. <laughs> that's about right. But that's what you want, isn't it? That's 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 the kind of people that you want. It's like he's an absolute chocolate teapot. Like he's not. He's just the worst person on the world that's not on the pitch. But you know that it's like, please stay indoors. Please don't go. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you need these people in the NFL because they're characters. And if we don't have characters in the NFL, it just become a bit of a boring sort of te- like neat news show. If you know what well, I mean. Well, wasn't Akita Lee the one that rips the goat chain off? Of yeah. 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 See what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's stuff like that. I've you seen that video of him swinging punches like five times, I swear. Yeah. Yeah. But he, this is this is another part. Like as you talk about, keep over talking about Akita Lee. We talk about these people. It's like he was a corner that he he's a really good like physical sort of shape and size. So when he went to New England, literally all they did was like, right, you got to cover the biggest receiver that they have, and you'll just blanket him. You'll just right. absolutely blanket him. So then, if you like, if, if with some some of these players in the league, if they're at one team. You may only see one side of them, and then another person, like a Bill Belichick, is like, "Yeah, he'd be a really good backup, like holder. So why don't we use him?" And then suddenly, oh my god, that's the best holder on the team that's ever been in the league. Like that, he's got this sort of way of Bill Belichick. He might decide for Deshaun Watson, like, "Yep, yeah, let's do it. We're going to go all in on Deshaun because 
well, what else does he? What else can he do? Yeah, he's got a party. It's like if he he's built this team, he's done all this stuff. He's had his protege. His protege. He's done everything he can with him, and he's like, right, Bill, I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna leave now. Now he needs to have. Who's gonna take over the team for him? Who's gonna pass the torch on? It's a bit of a like because granted he's got like ex players that he's coached that are being like coordinators and stuff like that, but he needs someone actually in the team now. He needs to have a new fresh person that he needs to teach the Patriot way to. But I'm not too sure if Deshaun Watson is the right person to to be it. Yeah, it's, well we'll wait and see. When's free agent? Yeah. Is it soon? Isn't yeah. it? It's got to start soon. Twelve yeah. weeks, doesn't it? A couple of weeks. Kansas City have a lot of free agents. I'll tell you that. We've got our yeah. starting center. He's up for free agency. Demarcus Robinson, Sammy Watkins. Uh, yeah, I think you'll get rid of Sammy because yeah. he's expensive. He oh, Sammy Watkins was a bit useless this year. It was a little disappointing. Yeah, he's a good player. It made sense for you, but I think he's just got a little bit. I think he'd just become a little bit too expensive because then you got Hardman and then it kind of outweighed having Sammy Watkins because you got Hardman. Yeah, and that's, that's why I think we'll get rid of... But I think we'll get rid of both of them and then draft someone in the third round or something like that. Yeah. Just just try and get another McCall Hardman again. Yeah. Because it, we've got... Yeah. Obviously, so we've got the 31st pick and that is... Well, I've... I've Beg Kansas City get alignment with that, either defensive or offensive. We need one because it's just it's tough to see. Um, we've got Frank Clark, obviously, and that is it, pretty much. Okafor, he's not doing. It. Yeah, it's like yeah, you need you need you need someone. Yeah, you need you need well, you definitely need another corner. Oh, because I, I oh you, yeah, it's it's a mess. It's an absolute mess. That I room. think defense is the main priority. I think yeah. Some- you need you need a corner to help you, well, to help out Tyron Matthew. Yeah, like I oh. think if if you look at it from your DB's perspective, when Daniel Sorensen, your 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 free safety, is having to play like essentially nickel backer for most of the game because he's one of your most solid players, it kind of shows you where your team's at. Like you're kind of having to plug people in because you know they're the best players possible, but it might not be the best position for them. Yeah, like, like if, if 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 Kansas was to get like someone that was like an Isaiah Simmons or like a Derwin James, yeah. that was like who's a bit like Tyron Matthew, but Tyron Matthew is obviously five foot seven. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. So if you got someone like who can kind of do a little bit of everything, it would kind of help you out a lot more. Because, like, what happened with Jamal Adams? Look what's happened with Derwin James. Look what's happened with Harrison Smith. All of these sort of big DBs or, like, physical DBs that can play outside linebacker, can play middle third, can play too high safety, but can also rush the pass if necessary is, like, a perfect footballer for you. Yeah. So, um, that'd be interesting. To see if Spagnolia stays at Kansas as well. Because there are, I mean... It's the same with Eric Bieniemy as well. Yeah. It's, if a club really wanted either Spagnola or Bieniemy, they could get him. Like, yeah, you're not gonna, you're not really gonna be able to fight because they, they can both turn around and go, look, it's life changing money. Yeah, and like, if you're not gonna offer it, you can't. Yeah, yeah and they'll be put as a head coach. It wouldn't be DC or OC. No, no. no. Uh, yeah, you know that's, and we'll, I'll just have to wait to see because I, I would like. 
Spagnolia to stay, but I'm a bit 50-50 on Bienemy. I love it. I love the guy, but I think he might go. I think he'll go, but I okay. If I look at it now, because you lost, yeah. I think you'd. I think he'd stay. Do you think? Because otherwise, it's a bit of a like it's a half open book, and like it'd be an itch you'd never scratch if he never if he never went it one more time. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, fair enough. Like it, 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 for the same point. If Tom Brady, Tom Brady signed a two-year deal, if he didn't win it the first year, well, he's gonna then come back for yeah. the next year. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. It, it's a, it's a bit. I, I can kind of see it there. I think Steve Spagnolo, he's he's too old to really want another head coaching role. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I re, I I honestly think that he's a much better like DC than he is a head coach because of how he teaches his scheme. I don't think I think he's he's a bit like with the Pittsburgh Steelers and they had that guy Dick LeBone. Mm, yeah. Like he's he was an old school guy that was there from the seventies or the eighties and the nineties. I can't remember. He was there like for twenty or thirty years and he coached the same system that he was a part of that he played in. Like so it's it's I think with Steve Swagmolo he's one of those sort of things. But I think he just needs a few more pieces. Yeah. I think Steve. I think he can make he can get it done because obviously you've won it already, but I think I think you're just missing a few key pieces. Um, Jags, I don't know. What do you think you need? Obviously, oh, QB. QB. Yeah. We need. <laughs> I think there's a. I think our O line is actually pretty solid, considering what they did for James Robinson this year, uh, opening up some of those gaps and giving him the opportunity to sort of flourish. Uh, I don't. I think O line's a massive need, but I think what we need is <laughs> defensively. We need a decent defensive back. To, uh, to go with CJ Henderson, who we picked up in the first round last year, who I don't think has played to his full potential, and I think he got a bit frustrated. It's there, though. It's, it's there, though. It's, it's definitely it's there. there. You can see it why he went that high because of the team he was at. It's, I think it is sometimes with some of those players like CJ Henderson and Jeff Okuda, is like they're picked to be the shutdown corner, but then it doesn't help if you look at the period of games that they get and they're a first year player. Mm. Like, <laughs> I also think yeah. we need a, a safety. A safety would be lovely. We haven't had a decent safety since uh, Deshaun Gibson and yeah. Barry Church back in 2016 17. Uh, the AFC as well. Yeah, the yeah. AFC Championship game. You wouldn't think that we were there in only three, four yeah. years ago, would you? But um, yeah, no, we need a safety. We need a cornerback. And I think we could do with an outside linebacker that isn't Miles Jack because Miles Jack's been given too much to do. Joe Sherbert, Schobert, sorry, um, is pretty good. I quite like him, but I think we can address linebacker at free agency a little bit more. I think let's talk about Judon coming down. I would like to see yeah. Judon, actually. That would be a nice move for the Jags. He's re- I really like him. Because we would be a good move for the Chiefs as well, just saying on the personal yeah, body yeah. type and all of that lot. It would. He, he's kind of if for Judon. What does he do for the Jags? Well, he's a more experienced guy. Yeah. He's been a part of. He's been a part of an idea and a, a branding. Baltimore's defense. You bring that over to the Jags, which is like, well, okay, you lot are the twenty first century babies. Yeah, you lot can be grown people, but this is a systemic teaching of football here that I'm going to bring to you lot. Well, we got a load. So of, I can. See, we got a load yeah, of cap space. We got so much cap space yeah. to use. We might as well use it on some decent. Guys coming in to uh, yeah, you, not, yeah, not blow it all if, off crap. Yeah. If Von Miller was up, would you would you like him to go to the um, Jags? 
Um, oh my god, it's a silly question. Yeah, he knows <laughs> of course it was. Um, I think we got Sean Watson. Okay, Deshaun Watson. Um, who else have you got? Jacob Eason or Carson Wentz, and then Ryan Tannehill and Derek Henry. Okay. Who was your best defensive player to combat those people? Von Miller. Yeah, okay. I think we're going to be all right. Don't get me wrong. I quite like um, Josh Allen. The Josh Allen for Buffalo Bills. We have yeah, our own yeah, Josh Allen. Yeah. He done pretty well. I quite like him. But um, I feel like we wasted a pick on Chase on uh, last year in the first round. Yeah, you got the same guy. It's the same guy. The same, it's the same guy, but he didn't do anything. Yeah, exactly. In LSU. Chasen is a bit like... When you see the teams and they have like four, you know, like when Clemson had um, Demarcus Lawrence, no, not Demarcus, Christian Wilkins, yes. um, they had all the guys, uh, Clennon Ferrell, they had all the guys that went like first round, the guy that went to, um, the Quinton Williams. Yes. All of those, when it was all of those lot were got, got picked in the first two rounds. And then you might have that guy who, who couldn't have declared for the draft that year. But then when all of those lot have left, he's the only guy that's like, he's the first guy on the list. So everyone pays attention to him, like Chasen, but then realising, oh, you was number four out of the group of three that you've just had. But this new group, you're not really the best in that group because this group is nowhere close to the group that you was just a part of. So for Chasen, it's like, yeah, okay, he was at LSU. You had some good players to play with. But now it's like you've got to now take the career by your horns, Jason. You've got to go out and make the plays. Granted, you it's difficult transitioning into the league and stuff. And Jason isn't Khalil Mack, just like Clinton Farrell wasn't Khalil Mack. But it's I don't know. Sometimes you just got to make it. Uh, I, I think with I think with Josh Allen, he's a very quiet person. I've never really heard him speak. He's your captain on your team. And you haven't really got a voice. If you're on it, if I'm if I'm looking at Jacksonville, you haven't got an identity that I've actually known about. Yeah. Ever. You're not wrong there. I think when you had big people like Calais Campbell there, that gave yeah. them the identity as yeah. Like. I don't know. Yeah, and even with Jalen Ramsey, that gave yeah. you an identity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I, I like I liked Jalen Ramsey. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't really like trash talkers. Just personally, I'm not a massive fan of them. But the way he played. It was it was just one of those where you could watch him play and just be like, yeah, okay, you can back it up. Yeah, <laughs> most, most most of the time. Um, but Calais Campbell was the sort of guy that we should have kept hold of to try and mentor these young guys to try and keep these guys yeah. straight and narrow. And now we don't have that on the on the defensive yeah. side of the ball. Um, you could say that uh, Joe Sh- Schobert's come in from Cleveland. He's he's one of those guys. He will help uh, Miles Jack sort of under- understand the game a bit. Well, better. yeah. I do think that's kind of what he's done there, but I, uh, and with Joe Schobert, it's kind of one of those like you've paid a lot of money because you know what you're going to get. Yeah. You know you're going to get a professional. You know that sort of the team you got at the moment. It kind of Miles Jack isn't having to do everything on his own because he can look across him and go, okay, Joe's going to help me out if necessary. But I do think it is. I do think you need someone that is an established player to come in. But then again, I'm kind of answering my own statement because you've got Urban Meyer. So Urban Meyer is the guy that is going to do that, isn't it? Well, that's what I'm hoping. He's the guy that's... that's Yeah, I think it's pretty clear that that's what's going to happen because you kind of got that sort of... It's it's a bit weird. You've got all of that sort of area organising itself. 
Yeah. Like you've got Tampa Bay getting Tom Brady. <laughs> Leonard Fournette. And, yeah, and Leonard Fournette. <laughs> and then you've got Urban Meyer moving to basically to Jacksonville. And he has ties to Florida, to Ohio State. It's like something's happening in that sort of that area in America. And it could be a powerhouse, but no one knows how big of a powerhouse that sort of area could be. It's a bit interesting because I think Jacksonville has had all that money now. It's established a fan base. It controls most of the rights to controlling the narrative of the NFL in the UK. But you need someone to be your Rashford, your Sterling. You need to have someone that's going to make people buy T-shirts. They haven't got that. And I think this year is where it all starts to change. You everyone starts to go, oh, look, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hope so. That, I mean, this is what I'm yeah. hoping for because the Jacksonville Jaguars, over the time that I've supported them, um, have really gone up, down, uh, all over the place. They, they, they have no identity since that AFC Championship run. It's been an absolute mess since then. Um, and, I mean, don't get me wrong, I cheer every win or anything good that actually happens to the Jags. I'm really looking forward to next year. Going into this year, I was a bit, obviously, oh, Gardner Minshew, great, great character, but really, what's he going to bring to the table? And I looked at the, I looked at um, them getting rid of Leonard Fournette. I'll be honest, I thought, oh, sh- oh, oh no. <laughs> um, we've just, we've just got rid of our best running back. We drafted, I think it was fourth, fourth pick in the draft. And we gave, gave him away for nothing to Tampa Bay. What we're going to do, and then James Robinson steps up, and that's great. But and we've got a great receiving core. We've got DJ Chark, um, I like and we've got Keelan Cole. I mean, he's a bit near hit and miss, but DJ Chark, I think next year with Trevor Lawrence, will have an amazing year. And even they, I reckon they're going to bring in a free agent um, wide receiver at some point. But the Jags have all the tools and all the people in the Hunter right place. Henry, I'm hearing a lot. Yeah. Hunter Henry, because you lot haven't had a tight end since Mercedes Lewis, and he's now 58 <laughs> catching balls for Marin Rodgers. I mean, yeah, we got Tyler Eifert, but yeah. who can rely on Tyler Eifert since he got injured? But yeah, yeah, that's a bit of a tough one for him that injury. But but, um, yeah. but yeah, so Tyler Eifert's with us at the moment, and I, I think I we had did we keep drafting like low round tight ends, and I'm just getting fed up with it because they're not very good. Um, yeah, you're not employing a coach to then make <laughs> someone out of them or something. No. Well, here's, here's just a quick point to go over for Urban Myers because obviously he was head coach for Ohio State for so long. Do you think he's going to draft any of his ex-players? Yes. Do you think like, mm-hmm. like, like yes. of him first and second round just going... He'll do, he'll do that. He'll t- there, there will be people that he's even known of or he recruited yeah. or something. You know for sure when it comes to the draft that none of those none of those analysts are going to not pick up on I him. think he'll... They're not going to pick up on someone. I think he'll also pick up some free agents that he used to coach. I think... I think yeah. Yeah. Thing. yeah. Because... He'll get a band together, but he might. it may not be the best band he's ever had, but it'll certainly it'll be a start for be him. It'll better than what we've had in the last few years. It's just over. Yeah. Well, I'm... Yeah, look at the head coaches you've had. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Well, the one thing I would say about the Jags is that I don't expect them to get to the playoffs next season, but I do expect them to get above the 10th pick, if you know what I mean. Like, so let me, let yeah. me put it this way. So, Philip Rivers is gone. Deshaun Watson... Yeah. Is gone. Ryan Tannehill is on a contract, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
What's going to happen for quarterback wise, quarterback play in the AFC South? Oh, it's going to be up for grabs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, is, it is pretty much up for grabs because. And we got number one. Ryan Tannehill has got. Well, okay. You know, Derek Henry's not going to play at all for Tennessee until January and February when it gets cold. Yep. So throughout the year, he's just going to just slowly go about his job. Yeah, get like 75 to 100 yards a game, that kind of thing. Yeah, and then when it gets to the cold, when it when it starts to change, then you'll know that your your game will work on it. I think Tennessee. Oh, how can I put it? I think Houston. We dropped the ball with Tennessee. I think when we had Mike Vrabel, Mike Vrabel wanted to be uh, a DC when he should have mm. should have been a DC, yeah. um, and he was he was ready to go to San Francisco. We didn't in, we didn't hire him. We didn't in employ in house. We didn't move him up. If you've looked at him since he's taken on the job, he's been very hands-on on the field and with the draft stuff and everyone can find those clips and see. And it's like, that's what you want from a coach that used to play in the NFL. Who's like, I am the size of an NFL player. I can show you that this is what you need to do. Then what does he do with your offensive system? Right, we're going to run the ball and we're going to run it well because that's what no one likes. Yeah, Like he's very much seems to have become sort of the man you need to be- beat in the division. And what is upsetting, obviously, as I'm saying, is we had him and we've let him go. And then he's using the very system that we've helped him understand against us. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. So I do think the AFC South is up for grabs because if Deshaun Watson somehow, like, what happens if Larry Fitzgerald decides, okay, Deshaun, I'll come over, I'll help you. <laughs> or some, someone just goes, Deshaun, I'm there. Yeah, that'd be cool. It, it, it's all it takes. And then Deshaun's like, oh, okay, I've got my friends. I'll be all right. Like, if Odell Beckham decides to get himself cut out of his contract, he says, yo, Deshaun, I'm coming. I think we can fix it. Like, it doesn't, it won't take a lot. It's like, we're one sort of bandage, like, we're just one bandage away from turning the corner at Houston. But it has to be, like, the right one we turn over. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I think next year, I think everyone's going to say, yeah, Tampa Bay can go at it again. But you've got to remember, Tom Brady will be 44 years of age. <laughs> it's stupid just to say that, isn't it? <laughs> he's 40, he'll be 44. He's, he's, it's, and we, it's, it's for someone like Tom, who's always keeping his body in check and keeping it going and looking after it, he's still got to then do a full year. But yes, they did. They have, did do the right sort of draft picks and all of what they've done. But they they've got to deal with keeping the band together. Yeah, like Mike Evans has got to take a pay cut to spread the money across. There's a bunch of guys. Hopefully, if they take team friendly deals, they'll do well. But then you've got you. All it takes is one player to be like, "Nah, I'm not going to do it because I don't think we're going to go back again and win it." And then the whole sort of everyone, all of it cracks. Like everywhere cracks in Tampa Bay. So it's very it's. It's interesting to think what they'll do next, but it just depends on decisions. What well, they do. I think Scotty Miller also needs a contract as well. He got dropped in twenty nineteen yeah. in the sixth round. Yeah, he'll need he needs some sort of money. If he don't get something in three years, for sure he'll get he'll he'll decide on a big contract at a team, well, and it, everyone will go, "Yeah, he never deserved that contract," but he got it because he was in yeah. that system. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly, yeah, it's 100% you'll see that happen. Um, He's just, do you know, Scotty Miller just reminds me of like another Wes Welker, kind of Julian, 
yeah, white guy yeah, in the slot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, and and this, uh, it's not a sarcastic thing they say. They did it with Jordy Nelson yeah. at Green Bay. They said they say they, they've I've heard this is that they can't understand how fast he is because they don't know when he's running his fastest. <laughs> and they say that they said this. They say this about. Um, receivers, and it, I, I don't know whether I don't know if it's a color, uh, if it's based on color or based on genetics or what. But they, there was a consensus opinion I saw on this Jordy Nelson thing, where they said they don't know how fast he is because they don't know when he's going to break or if he's going a hundred percent or not. So if the, and you get like someone like Scotty Miller, and you wouldn't know if he's running a million miles an hour because he's like he's an energizer yeah. running. So yeah. it's, it's a it's a it's a very sort of unique sort of position he's in, Scott. He's kind of the guy that's always going to get put on the field and get get a few throws. It's just about execution. Exactly. Right? Yeah, and you saw him against Green Bay, where it was just before the yeah. end of the second half, wasn't it? Where he just sixty yeah. yard catch. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a bit like um, I, I I think with Tom with some of the receivers he's got, it's almost like you get in basketball where you know you need the three point <laughs> shot, so then you swap out your group of receivers for all of your three point shot sort of yeah. specialists. And you look at some of the sort of formations and people that they put out there, like it's incredible. Like Antonio Brown is like your your third <laughs> receiver. Christ, yeah. yeah. Gronkowski, Gronkowski is your fourth receiver. Right, I mean Cameron Bray in his own right is actually a good player. Cameron Bray, yeah, and yeah, and then again, then you've got the first round pick. OJ yeah, Howard. I was just about to say that, guys, man. OJ, yeah, yeah, and then you've got all of the running backs. <laughs> Leonard Fournette, Sean McCoy, Sean McCoy, Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. Like it's, it's like um, it's like what you see in basketball, and you know that the people one to twelve doesn't matter if someone's injured. There's no talent. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is, is it's such a high high intensity environment. It's just about sinking or swimming for it. it you know what that reminds me of? It just reminds me of Manchester City in the Premier League. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What- you see what I mean? It's like they've bought all the money and everyone's starting to perform, but they need to yeah. deliver. It's a bit like a PSG. Like they've just went and bought Mbappe. Mm. No, it's, no, it's probably better. It's probably yeah. No, this is. I think this is much better. Tampa Bay has become the Paris Saint-Germain of the NFL because they spent all that money on someone they shouldn't have, like they did with yeah. Neymar. They got Tom Brady. Then Neymar has spoken to all of the other Brazilians that he knows, all of the other people that Tom Brady has spoken to. They've all come there. Now everyone knows if you go into Paris Saint-Germain, you have to play for the Champions League. You have to play for the title. It's nothing like, you know you're going to win domestically. Like, you know you're going to make the playoffs because of your division. Like, you're better than all the rest of the teams in your division. But what if you've got to do something else? Because you know, like it's almost painful to think Tom Brady has played the long game on um, Drew Brees. Yeah, like he knows Drew Brees isn't he can't he's he can't throw the ball as much as he can, and it's like I'll just wait for you to stop playing, and then I'll just take over your. <laughs> well, I heard that Drew Brees. I, don't, I doubt this will happen, but if he does come back, it will be on like a veterans contract, you know, minimum yeah. bottom, just so they can have him on the team and then try and get another quarterback for the future. Which, yeah, I don't know. I don't. I th- I want Drew Brees to retire just because I don't like to see a really good quarterback just slip. 
it get really badly happen. Yeah. yeah. So that's, well, it's a bit like Philip Rivers. I think he retired at a great time. Yeah. I think. He had- yeah, he knew he couldn't yeah. do it. He knew he weren't, it wasn't going to happen. So instead of trying it again, he's like, okay. Like that, it, the Colts team he had was the best team. Yeah. He, like, yeah. He, he, he's not. He wasn't going to go to Tampa Bay because obviously, if he went to Tampa Bay, he would have probably had a better. He would have had a better season. But Philip Rivers is not the QB that Mike Evans and Chris Godwin would have needed. Yeah, if that yeah. makes sense. Like he'd have gone there. It'd have been good. But he's not. You know, he's a seven. You know, he's not a nine. And then when you get Tom Brady, you're like, right, I know what nine <laughs> looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've just looked at. I'm, I'm just looking back over it. Like it's definitely pretty sure that Tampa Bay have got it easy next year. Yeah, Carolina haven't even got a QB. The QB's a mess. The Atlanta Falcons are in a rebuild state. Um, New Orleans, it's well, Drew. If you're going to come back, great. If not, we've got Jameis Winston. Yeah, he's not a bad QB. He's, not, yeah. he's okay. It's just like he's good, but he just needs to just. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> he's a bit of. He's a, how can I describe it? He's a bit of a like. He's like. He's like Barney. He's just all full of energy and goofy, without even trying to be oh, goofy. God. Do you remember that? Celebrate what the pre-game warm-up where he's like, yeah, eating yeah, a eating w. A w. yeah. It's like you're just the goof, but you know, we know you're trying to not be a goof. You're trying to be inspirational, but the more you're doing it, the more you look like an absolute fool. So then you realise the team that you got signed to, Tampa Bay. Well, they got rid of you. The one, the one year they got rid of you. What did they do? Well, they won a Super Bowl. They won a Super Bowl. <laughs> it was, was their team's good. They just need a quarterback to stop throwing interceptions. That was it. Yeah, and what happens the one year after that happens because the Bruce Arians is a good OC and he's he's been around the league the right way. He did it with Jameis Winston. It's like the, it shows like he's he's capable of doing his job because look at the situation. Like when Bruce Arians was involved at, at Pittsburgh, he had a, he, I don't think anyone that Bruce Arians has been involved in, he's not produced good numbers. I know when he was involved with Andrew Luck, I think. I can't remember. I don't think I'm, I think I'm wrong. But I'll have a look now. He's locked hard there. Yeah. Yeah, that, well, that was that was Carson yeah. Palmer. That's Carson Palmer. That's no one else. That's yeah. That was it. And the Colts. Yeah, he was good. But Carson Palmer was where it went mm. wrong because he wasn't. He was never really going to get you win you a game. And in my eyes, I didn't. I've never looked at him and thought, yeah, he's going to do really well. Like, let's just look at Bruce Arians' first year. He signs Tyron Matthew. Second year, they take Carson Palmer, who was six and zero as a starter. And then they lose the rest of the year. He's won head coach three times, two times in three years. He's just beaten cancer. <laughs> he uh, like what? It's do you know what I mean? It's one of those ones. Oh, and then what does he then do? He gets the best coaching staff, which is the most diverse. <laughs> he's, he's the new man. He's the he's the twenty first century. Like he's your cool uncle. He's one of those, like, even if, even look at the hats and stuff that he wears compared to all of the other coaches and stuff. He's a bit of, he's a bit like Andy Reid, but if Andy Reid had a makeover and it was like a 21st century sort of the right head coach, Bruce Arians is one of those guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, 
Well, no, I think we. It's a good sort of topic to talk on. I mean, we're talking about all our three teams because it's interesting sort of perspective at the moment because we've almost had like a full year to focus on it and nothing else. And now this is the first time where we get to think of something different now. All these people are going to change different teams, different perspectives. Like it's all going to get, it's not all going to get exciting now because you've got next month, you've got the CFL draft and you've got some of the UK guys in that. So we got like in the next sort of six months, it's going to be really interesting to see how this space sort of blows up. In where people get signed, and or even the UK people, where they go, UK talent. And yeah, stuff. it will be interesting to see where any of the UK guys go because obviously it's tough to make it in the NFL. So I'd like to see if there's a growing number yeah. in the CFL. Yeah, and it's what, and it's and it's not a case of not wanting them to win. It's we, it, it's like you want people from the UK there because it makes more of us want to yeah, do it more. Exactly. And it's, yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what's going on there. But it was a good sort of, it was a good Super Bowl. It was a good game. It was very interesting. Yeah, it was a very good, and for the first time in a long time, it actually started at a normal time and ended at a normal (laughs) time. How many years have they done it and they've started at half one and then you go to bed at like six in the morning? Like They timed it right. I remember doing that for the New England Falcons game. That was a... Yeah, that was a horrible one. That was... That was long, yeah. that one. Well, that was overtime really didn't help. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, no, it's a good chat. I mean, obviously, we're gonna, we'll have another chat at some point about the free agency yeah. and going to the 2021 season, but it's just a few points to touch on. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's a good point to sort of round up on. Is there anything anyone else wants to touch on that we've not touched think, on already? I think we're good. For yeah. us, we've got a good chat about uh, good old Trev. And yeah, just yeah, yeah. It's good. It. No, we we'll just see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I think it's that. It's just looking forward to what's going on. Um, but I guess this, I, I guess we sort. Of... And there you have it. That is the end of our first series. Thank you to everyone that's been listening so far on our journey. Uh, Currently, as it is, we've got over 100 episodes, so we've got 75 episodes to work through. Um, And as we said, we're going to be working them through week by week. We're going to be dropping them either consecutively, so it's either going to be one series for a full week, or we're even going to be doing each episode individually, but there's going to be a theme to each of these groups. Our first theme coming up this, this week is going to be Discovery. And that is either things that have been discovered, undiscovered, or are brand new to the sport. And this could be any sport. This could be all things in between. Uh, So please stay tuned. We've got some good things coming.